So how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Honest Jay interview and podcast. And I have not recorded interview in a bit of a while, but I am really excited to have it back here with the doozies. And usually it is the host shop to introduce the, the, the guest of the interview, but I believe it would be sort of an injustice for me to do this on my part because you have to hear themselves for yourselves. So uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and also what you do. Sure. Well, my name is Dan. And my name is Susie. Together, together we are Doozy. And I am the husband of one wife. I'm the wife of one husband. And we have, we're the parents of two boys who are now married and we have grandchildren. And we have been with Operation Mobilization now 32 plus years. We've been married for 34 years and our full-time job is to work with international people all over the world. Because we believe that your life is a remarkable adventure that only you can live. And we exist to motivate and equip you to live fully alive. And That's we, what we love do. talking about passion and passionality, I think, is the subject of this interview. And it's really great to be with you. Thank yeah. you so much. This is <laughs> fantastic. Every time I see you guys get off, I'm just like, it's, I'm amazed. Um, well, as you can see that they are a very uh, passionate um, couple who loves talking about passionality, uh, which we will get about, which we will talk about now. Um, so passionality is something, okay, it's sort of a new word that I, I, I'm sure like, not many people have heard of that word as a norm. You know, you talk about personality. Sometimes we talk about spirituality and et cetera as well. But passionality, this is something that you guys are really advocating for and are really passionate about. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what passionality is? Sure. About 15, maybe 17 years ago, we created the word because we saw lots of people. You won't find it in the dictionary. No, we lots, created it. It's a doozy word. Lots of people were looking at What's the purpose of life? And, and they were looking at personalities. But we realized that what's going to get you out of the bed in the morning and move you forward is passion. It's what, it's what causes you to do what you do. And God created each person with a passion. But we were trying to figure out how do we live with passion. And we took about 18 months and decide, figured out how we uh, have this passion statement. And then over the last 15, 16 years, we've led probably about 35,000 people to find theirs. Yeah, it's really exciting because especially young people and older people as well, one of the biggest issues is identity. Who mm. am I? How am I? And where do I fit? And God has wired each of us so uniquely. In Psalm 119 verse 14, it says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made and, and I know, I know that it full well. well. And it's mm, a part mm. of not only being uniquely created by God, but also knowing the uniqueness of my wow. identity. And the passionality statement that we try to help people create is three parts. One is my being, who I am. Mm. The second part is my desire for others as I am being who God created me to be. What do I desire for others? And all these parts are unique to each of us. And the third part is what strengths has God given me to live out who I am and my in interaction and my ripple effect with others. So for me, my passion statement is simply this. I transform life through creativity. And I influence potential through connections. 
Wow. So wow. we never have to stop and say, God, what do you want us to do? Because he's already showed us that's what he's created us to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's really exciting because this passionality and this statement has given us real freedom to know when we're in the space that's a great fit for us. It's also mm -hmm. something that helps us choose whether we're able to say yes or no to different opportunities that we have. Right. Will it allow me to be the right. unique me that God's made me to be? Right, right, right. A part of knowing like what you're good at and who you, what, uh, who you are, you know, is also saying at the same, answering at the same time, uh, what you are not really fit for, what you are not really necessarily designed for, or the best at, so to speak. Uh, you know, passionality, that statement and everything, that's, that's actually something really intriguing, uh, really interesting, because <laughs> I, you know, I, I have met you guys uh, on the Logos Hope, the ship, okay? Yes. Um, that was 2016, I believe. And it has been it has been a while since then, right? And I am coming back to you guys now because I mean on the recent years, the more and more I, I reflect and think about that that little passion statement that I did on that mm -hmm. ship, it starts to make more sense. It was really interesting in that sense. It was almost sort of like prophetic in a sense, you know, uh, to sort of say that. Can you I might... ask what is your passionality statement? I knew you were going to be asking that exactly at this moment. <laughs> Here I am doing it. <laughs> yes, there you are. So um, when I when I was thinking through that stuff, you know, I wasn't really thinking so hard about it. But uh, I my statement came along to I think beauty through understanding. Ooh. And what I sort of knew about myself was that I I kind of like to think. And then it was funny. I think I was trying to find the second word or the third word or something like that. And then, and then you told us to think about it, ponder about it. And then you switch. And then you put on like a background music, but it was really nice jazz background music. And when I heard that, like it just clicked, you know, like I am in pursuit of beauty. So I mean, it's uh, interesting you say that, Jay, because if you go back in church history, five of the main pillars of the early church was beauty, mm. dignity meaning transcendence and community and these are wow. some of the things today that we have lost it's something i believe that god's put in our heart and sometimes we're like no we just have to do something where in mm -hmm. fact this, this whole idea that you're coming to understand beauty that that's an incredible thing and that's that used to be a much higher priority of the church years ago mm -hmm. right 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 yeah exactly i mean i definitely resonate 100 percent with that you know uh sort of reflecting looking back onto the the more traditions and the more of that the aestheticism that there was that the pursuit of aesthetics that there was in in the beauty of god uh beauty in the understanding of god his nature and the gospel you know um it was actually since the time when the gospel has become very real and personal to me, rather than it just being a theoretical thing that I grew up with in a church. Since it changed my life, the Lord has just been taking me deeper down into, into just that fascination of that aesthetics and the beauty of, of, of the gospel, you know, um, what Christ did, what Christ did on the cross and uh, the meaning of it all. And, uh, that's just the depth of who we are and everything. So, yeah, I am a slightly interested into those sort of like human uh, humanities as well. I would be too ashamed to say I'm knowledgeable at it. <laughs> would be feeling a bit sorry for others who are actually knowledgeable about it. But I want to say I have the interest, slight interest in that. Can I just make a comment that your passionality statement has to do with thinking and beauty. And 
this is you being the unique you that God created you to be and it is the big the big picture is that God has all of these things he has all mm. of the colors and all of the personalities and all of the emphasis and he gives us a bit of himself mm. and so it's mm. really important that we know who we are and our contribution and our our um our part mm. in expressing and bringing the ripple effects of humanity to our world to mm. our sphere of influence that god has given us and dan is completely different than i we're completely different than you but as we live in this community and we share in life with each other and we get prompted to think about god and life and humanity and everything in life we get a bigger perspective than if we just limit ourselves to ourselves. Mm. And so one of the one of the de detriments of humanity is that we compare ourselves to others. Mm. And no two fingerprints are the same, no two people are the same. We know this, and yet we try to find same sameness, which is okay, but when we find the difference we isolate ourselves and we we don't allow mm. ourselves to be the person mm. that god uniquely created us to be when mm. we live in our personality our passionality and all the aspects that god's given us then then we're able to show up fully alive and live in that fully alive space and bring light and life and new perspectives to people around mm. us mm. yeah i that's that is that is very true. That is so true. Um, you know, I mentioned understanding there as well. And I, what I mean when I say understanding, I think that really has the big part of um, um, us striving towards uh, being united, being in one, being whole together. You know, I mean, I as much as I theoretically understand that, you know, um, the I need to approach uh, in a different perspective and everything, I still feel the temptation of wanting to sort of just uh not isolate necessarily but like um but to be closer with like-minded people only type of deal you know or like personality wise and etc and it's because it's easier to do that it's easier to do that but i think it really is a it's, it's responsibility in understanding the different uh part of god that he has given to each of us as you have said and I mean, you just mentioned that you and Dan are, are very <laughs> quite different. And for me, it's kind of difficult for me to imagine that, you know, <laughs> obviously looking at you guys from the more of a, a spectator perspective, you know, uh, you guys are like always in sync and everything. And you would just imagine that, man, they must like just share the same brain type of deal, you know, but I guess <laughs> that is not necessarily the case, huh? No, I mean, no. You, you're the one who said you like jazz music. If you listen to jazz music, the dissidence is actually what creates the beauty. And, mm. and sometimes, you know, if, if you have a jazz band and all you have is um, lead guitar players, it's not going to go very well. You've got to have the, the differences. You've got to have that saxophone solo and, and that, that conga beat. You've got to have some, oh, to actually create something of beauty. The tension, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. Dan is an introvert, believe it or not. I am an extrovert. I get energy from being with people and Dan needs his alone space. And we could go on and on. Dan, it, Dan thinks I live, <laughs> give me the spontaneous and I'm all in oh. it. 
Dan is time oriented. I'm Latino, fluid time. There's so many things that are different about us. It's great. But we are intentional with our connection and and with who we are individually, but also who we are together. And mm. that's maybe why you see us like as a unified doozy, for example. Yeah, I mean, even your names are merged together. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to I wanna move more further in the direction of like... Uh, passion and, and calling, right? Um, also, one thing that I wanted to comment on, I just, just kept forgetting, wanted to get back to it, was when you mentioned the scripture, you know, I am beautiful, I am wonderfully made, fearfully and wonderfully made, and I know it. That is really interesting because I've never, <laughs> I never read that next verse or, or next uh, a little two words, uh, three words, you know, four words. I can't even count. You know, that's not in my personality. So anyway. See, I know it full well. Yeah. I know it full well. Five words. It's full well. Five words. Okay. Whatever. Well, I mean. High five. High five, Jay. You got it. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord not has not necessarily made me a mathematician. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> I can deal with that. But uh, I've never heard people actually quote that, you know, because like you kind of skim over that all the time because people will want to like tell themselves, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, I, and it's all, it's kind of funny and, and ironic in certain places in some sense, like, and just try to force themselves into like, no, 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 I am fearfully wonderfully made type of deal. But the, the real need and the real importance is in that next five words. Like I, and I know it full, full well, you know? So how can one journey into that, that place of knowing it full well? I think, first of all, you have to give yourself permission to take the journey. I, I think, yeah. especially, we have some really messed up theology today about mm. God loves us, but we don't have to like, well, we don't like ourselves. And, mm. uh, which is really messed up because in John 10 10, Jesus was very clear I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Mm. Uh, mm. Part of the verse right before that is what religion was doing to people in his day they were like thieves coming to steal kill and destroy and i think today we still sometimes live with that mentality that i'm nothing i'm a worm i you know just just you know i'm only here because of god's grace which is true but mm. yet we are marvelously made we need yeah. to show up we need to say god mm. made me i love what he has made and i'm right. going to show up in this world and make a difference you preach it rather than this mentality that's like oh woe is me i'm nothing god yeah, can't yeah, use yeah. me that's why nothing's getting done the right, kingdom is right. not coming because his people do not have this i love myself so that i can love my neighbor as myself the bible's full of references that we are to love ourselves, god mm. others and ourselves but there's some really messed up theology that says you are nothing and so mm. don't mm -hmm. show up and that is the voice from the very beginning with eve when satan was speaking you are nothing you want to be like god great try this ah now you're nothing and we believe the lie but mm. if we pursue this fact that we are wonderfully made then we begin to study ourselves because because i am in the image of god when i study who god has made oh wow god you are amazing mm -hmm. how how intricate intricate that's, our, that's our word? it how how special how unique and 
and I'm different than anyone else. So, I mean, it's like a puzzle piece. I love doing puzzles. One of the main symbols in passionality is this, because God is the whole puzzle, but he's given me my piece. And I need to show up. And I think too often in Christianity, we all want to be that other piece. Yeah. I want to be mm. Jay. Everybody wants to be Jay. Everybody wants, let's all be a Jay. Well, the puzzle does not come together if we're all Jay. The full picture. And and mm. so this is why I believe we have to pursue this path. Yeah. God, if you made me, I want to study so much to know who you've made so that I can fully fill that. It's like a balloon. Don't mm. put a little air in it. Fill that thing up so the world can see it. Yeah. So that that's it. You, you got me on a button there. I know it's a good one. <laughs> I, I am You're just feeling the passion. I'm so tired it. of Christians that don't show up because they think it's some kind of a well. God doesn't want me to show up. Then you don't mm. know God. Yeah. He made you to show up. He made you fearfully and wonderfully. Yeah. And we need to love who He's made. Stop this this poor identity stuff and realize I'm God's kid. If God had a museum of his best things, I would be in it because I am made by him. So I need to hang there and shine and let people look and say, wow, God is mm. good. Mm -hmm. That is so good. You know, this is something that I actually really am uh, intrigued about as well as I reflect more into this because what we have mentioned there about like lowering self, I mean, there is death to self, there is uh, picking up the, the cross and, and denying of self and, and, you know, acknowledging the smallness of who you are before God, this is, this is true and biblical. And yet at the same time, that is not the full gospel, because there is death, and then there is burial, but then there is a resurrection after that, you know, and generally speaking, I think there is sort of a, a, a disjointment between that, that uh, attributes of of the gospel i think you know between like the death emphasis and then the the resurrection emphasis uh, example uh, you know is that you can ask a question of like okay which is more biblically correct uh, that i am a sinner or that i am a saint and uh, depending on your theology depending on you know your background and tradition and stuff i think people will give you different answers to that too uh, as you said as you have said you know like that that importance of going beyond that Okay, sure, the foundation is set, right? But you need to grow out upwards as well as much as we grow downwards. So I mean, if you think of Paul, Paul says that, you know, I am the worst of all sinners, but he didn't get stuck there because he also said, So follow me like I follow Christ. Mm. There is this there is this yes and yes. Mm -hmm. And I think if we just say yes, I'm the worst of sinners and stop there, the world doesn't benefit and God gets no glory. When we show up, God gets glory. But if we show up and it's just, it's all about me, he gets no glory either. So there's this beautiful juggling mm -hmm. act of our life that mm. we show up. Yeah, and I think what Dan said earlier, I'd love to piggyback on this saint or this fully alive life is a journey. It's a, it's a discovery journey. First, mm. you have to find out what your passion is, who, who your identity is, your being is, like you found your statement. And then there's another bit of it. It is how you launch it into your life. So many times we know things in our head. We have the information, the awareness. It doesn't really hit our heart. It doesn't connect what we know with what we're really feeling and in connection with God about. And then we have the bodily um, part of it where we live it out in human form. 
we get to live out who God created us to be. And currently we're in the midst of a Passionality Plus Life Launch course. And it's an online course that you can do with a bonus of having group coaching every Monday. Or you can do it as a self-paced course online. Or you can get private coaching from us. Yeah, and, and the whole idea of it is, yes, to discover what your identity is in these three parts and an anti-passion, really discovering what keeps you from living the way God created you, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. also how to launch it into life. Not just to know it here and here and go, yeah, God, thanks, this is how you made it but you actually live it day by day by day. And we love journeying with people to find, discover. It is a journey. You don't, most people don't know themselves well enough to identify this. It is a journey, but in partnership with the community and in partnership with God and people who know you, everyone really can find what this mm -hmm. passionality statement is. And Jay, this is what I would say is different now in passionality than when you went through it. When you went through it, it was like, here are your three words and good right. luck. Have you know? right. a great life. <laughs> Where today, we're, we're much more hands-on to say, yes, discover these three words, but let us help you how see how that works every day of your life, at your job, in your dreams. And this, this session that we're just starting is really for dreamers, people who have a dream. I mean, we're just coming out of COVID and a lot of people have lost a lot of, you know, life. And it's like, let's get back to our dreams because those dreams that God gave you are going to be launched forward through your passion. Let us help you connect those things together yeah. so you can find momentum. Yeah. It's so mm. exciting to be mm. on this journey with people. Wow. Sounds really cool. It sounds really great. And I and I can, you know, just, just with that three words, I mean, as much as as much as I have had my sort of my my um, own discovery of how that happening afterwards, you know, I can say that it's something that is really worth it. And that is uh, yeah. really, I mean, it's really, if you want, if you consider that you're going to be living with yourself, you know, for the rest of your life, you know, might as well get to know yourself a little bit. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of right. saying in a more and of a like you. way, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, the self-reflection and self journey, um, uh, that is such an important part. This, that is really such an important part. I mean, I feel I feel sad. I mean, I feel sorry for for some people who have really uh, reached the that sort of say something along the lines of like I I've lived this long and I've done this much, you know, but not I still don't think I really know, you know, what what I am, right? Type of deal. And um, yeah, such such waste that there that there can be, you know. So. But yeah, um, I want to I want to move on and ask you that. Uh, so you you Dan, you mentioned puzzle piece, right? So mm -hmm. I I want to ask you in uh, in terms of like the relationship between passion and mm -hmm. calling, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and there are times where these seems to be in alignment together in a narrative, and there are times there where these seems to these two seems to be in contrast with from each other, you know. And I think that de depends on context, right? Depends on context as well. But uh, I, I guess the first question that I would like to ask is like, does, does passion always equal to our calling? And as well as, does everybody have a specific calling in life? Because this is, a, this is something that, you know, that I, I remember getting into a bit of a debate with my friends, you know? Uh, 
talking of whether whether like does everybody have a calling or not i don't think this is a really intriguing question for many people mm -hmm. I, i think you have to first of all define what you mean by calling if you're talking about this is a call that you feel god has put upon your life mm -hmm. if, if you're talking in in that kind of realm i think calling then is what you do and passion is how you do it so you you work within the passion who am i in my being what is my desire for others and um the last one is my strengths i pull out together that's that's how i do whatever i do where the calling is refugees hmm. um children youth couples training I, training it the, mm. the couple is very much designing you, writing you, you can you can build almost a job description around calling you can't build that around passion so mm. calling is like the your vehicle but passion is the the petrol the fuel that you put in it mm. it, it is what's going to move you forward it gets you out of bed in the morning it it, it really is the why where the calling i believe is the who the who and like what direction and sometimes our calling matches up with our profession but not always mm. so mm. you know we might have a calling to do this but we're not paid for it mm -hmm. and so our calling kind of gets a back seat and the profession has to be this and we we journey with a lot of young people that have this as their calling and this is their passion And if only they could meet those together in the mm. middle, wow, fireworks is going to go off. And yeah, you're going to have a lot more impact, a lot more bang for the buck, should we mm. say. But mm. so, many times people have to have a profession or make money because they've chosen this lifestyle and this is where they live. And they need to do this in order to eat and put a roof over their head and their calling and their passion get set somewhere else and many many people that we come in contact with forget it they're forgetting what god really wired them to do and they're in in, in an existence lifestyle they mm. just are, are lit are doing life and they're not really um what we call living fully alive we also have a fully alive revolution and this is a revolution of people that come together we have a lot of those in our doozy courses but we also are just encouraging people to make the choice to show up living who god created them to live and having those ripple effects in the world and mm. as people are living in that way calling passion hopefully merging it with profession when we're able to do that then we're able to make a bigger ripple effect because we can we can put our energies there and we can live that life yeah so you guys do your uh, personal coaching uh to to sort of fitting in personal lives to to merge that passion and calling is it yeah yeah okay yeah yeah, I, I, yeah. We definitely do. I, th i think every one day of the, one, <laughs> of the, one of the one of the things are different levels in life that people sort of get mixed up with your purpose of life is probably not going to change i mean for me it's love the lord my god with all my heart soul mind and strength love my neighbor as myself that is it that's my God's foundation i'm going to build everything on that and that's not going to change mm -hmm. where my passionality that may change a couple times with 
with different desires that I see is, is you know, wow, someone in my neighborhood just, um, just was robbed. I, that may cause me with my desire is to go into law enforcement. That may, that may be a little change, but mm -hmm. if you go into calling, you know, I, I've, I've met several pastors that have had several different callings throughout their life. We used to work exclusively with teenagers and then it was more teenagers and college students. Now it includes couples and parents and our calling is, is I think it's growing. And then profession, they say right now that throughout life, there's a very good chance you're going to have 18 different careers. So if you, if you look, the, the, there's the bedrock that you build your house on, then on top of that is the passion. And then on top of that is your calling. It may be more diverse. And then, you know, the, the profession, that's, mm -hmm. you're going to have a lot of those. That profession mm -hmm. is where you earn your money. Right. So mm -hmm. it might look like this for a while and then change to this, you know, as opportunities arise. And I think okay. the young the young people, in, um, the millennials and the Gen Zs, for example, they're going to have more professions than people who are, who are of a different age and stage in life, older people. They might have had one profession for life. Our world mm. doesn't look like that anymore, especially with COVID mm. and many jobs being annihilated because the world is a different world now. And new ones have grown. Right. So yeah. this is where we need to show up with our passion of what God has given us, given us, knowing that full well, what do I have to offer and how can mm. I merge my job with my calling passion? Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that is really good. That is, I, I would like to get in more into that as well. Um, because, uh, I can share a little bit of my personal uh, story as well in regards to this as well. Um, but it's like, um, First of all, what you have said then, uh, what you have mentioned about like who you are, right? Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and then love neighbors as yourself, right? That that is the the very first calling in which all of us are have received, right? And and I think when that is really not the bedrock, when that is not really in the foundation, and then we focus on other things. Uh, that's when we tend to, you know, sway away into the, the uh, sort of a distorted message of this being more about a pursuit of your satisfaction. You know, it's it's more about you living the best, you living the best life. You know, and there is a bit of that type dichotomy that they, in a surface level, right? If you just look at a different message that sort of what that sort of seems to encourage uh, uh, your encourage your desire and your passion or you're someone like that you know um i think people may also be sort of afraid to associate that with uh there's so much of blatant hurt uh messages that are out there that are just blatantly prosperity as well you know that is really about well you know it's just it's just about you know you you tapping yourself in a in a way that god can give you the most blessing and that uh, he can you know that you can you can feel like you're living your best life, um, you just sprinkle God on top of it, a type of deal, right? Yeah. And and uh, let me also just unpack a little bit from my own context as well. I I grew up in a Christian family, right? I uh, my parents were missionaries actually. Our family moved to South Africa when I was about nine years old, and and it was around the, around the age of like 14, 15 ish. You know, I discovered dancing, 
right? And and then I started, you know, I just loved it, right? I, I was, it was not like a, 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 a different fling of passion that just came and went by, right? It just kind of stuck there and I loved dancing and I, and I was doing, and I was being involved in a ministry as well. I've, I, I found some friends who were Christians who were also like dancers and stuff. We, we went to various places. We did ministries, we did performances and things like that. And I was actually, I was sort of obsessed with wanting to develop my, myself in this as a dancer, right? And for me, everything worked out great because uh, it was a Christian context, you know? What I did not know, what I did not discover was that I did not even have that bedrock in the first place, you know? actually loving God with all my heart. It was actually more of myself sitting in that. Discovering that, you know, that, that, took, that took me through a bit of a journey. Like I, I hated myself for everything that I was doing. I swore to the world, like I'm not, I'm, I, will, I will not dance ever again in my life, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it was actually with that, I sort of like joined uh, OM saying like, well, here I am to sort of prove that, uh, that I'm going to put his will first type of deal, right? And then after all, all the process of healing, like it really became something that is secondary. I started dancing again, you know? I don't as much, I don't really now as much as I would like to. <laughs> I still like to try to get back into it at some point, but it's a tool, it's a tool, but it really is not a thing that has that big part of myself or, or me trying to define who I am in that, you know? So now trying to pack all of that together into the question of like, how, how do we, how can you give yourselves an apologetics to say that this, this living life to the fullest is not the same context as, you know, life is about the pursuit of your desire and your happiness. And, and, and do you also, you yourself see like some people who take this into a different context or, or miscontextualize or to try to take advantage of it? For sure. It, it, it's very easy to get twisted because we we don't start on the right foundation. Mm. If you start off the foundation of loving God with everything and loving yourself and loving your neighbor to you know the same, you basically can just live because mm. you've got the foundation and and you don't have to worry about am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? If you're in love with God yourself and others, you're doing it right. The problem is we forget about that and we start focusing on ourselves. We start thinking maybe God can bless me more. Honestly, God can never bless us more. He's mm. blessed us. He's we are blessed. Period. Mm. That's it. Mm. And but we're not living. And and that's that's the issue. We keep wanting God to live for us and he's he's already created our life. We need to step out there, there and go. live. And, and I think a lot of especially young Christians, old Christians as well, but a lot of young Christians are living afraid they're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. What if I take the wrong turn? What if I, and I just say, forget that. Get mm. back to love God, love yourself, and love others. Then just live. Just live because you already have that foundation. Now, as you're just living, then then there's the passion, and there's the calling, there's the community, all that stuff. More unfolds. That's the beauty of the flower. Mm. But I, I think we're so afraid. What what if I fall into um, abundance mentality? Well, if you're loving God, your neighbor as yourself, 
great. Get as much money as you can because it's going to go go for your for your God, for yourself, for others. It's you, mm. you've got the right priorities. But I think if we forget about the core, then we're always going to get messed up, no matter what. If you go to a poverty mentality or if you go to a wealth mentality, you're messed up because you don't have your core right. Mm -hmm. But when you have that, I say to a lot of people, when you love God, yourself, and your neighbor as yourself, you can do anything you want because your foundation's there. Your one is God and others. You got the rock. So build mm -hmm. a house. Build mm -hmm. it because you're on the rock. I, I believe there's a lot of Christians who simply became a follower of Jesus to get to heaven, but mm. not to fall in love with him. Mm. And even the concept of just fall in love with God, people are like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the key. Yeah, and I think our the passionality that we try to help people discover includes those things that Dan's talking about, mm. that you find out who you are, and that is that is very important. My being, yep. who am I in the core of my being? And then, okay, when I'm being that and I engage with people, what is my hope or my desire for them? And I think this is what sets the passionality statement apart from personality, because personality is like me, me, me oriented, but it doesn't necessarily take into account others unless your personality is like one of these outgoing people oh you're always outgoing and so you connect with people but this really discovers this is me this is how I connect with others this is what I desire for them in the process for example I'll use mine I influence so my being word really represents a lot it represents influence it represents love probably at the very top love people mm -hmm. and then i love to teach them i love to discover about them and equip them and engage with them and provide for them because my desire for them is potential and that represents the potential that they have as a human being to know who they are, to walk mm -hmm. in that, to feel confident in that, to be fully alive in that can grow as I get the opportunity to influence them. And I do that through the strengths God has given me to connect with them. Connections is my strength. So I get to connect to them, the word of God or this person or this book, this resource, I connect myself to them coaching journeys, conversations, come to this event, let's have coffee together. And the whole purpose again is to help them grow their potential. Probably another word for that potential is that growth concept I think you mentioned earlier. So when I'm being who I am, I get to grow those other people and I do it in this way where everybody's passionality is very different. Sometimes they wanna help as a desire or serve or think or provide or disrupt like people's desires are completely different when they're being who god made them to be and once again we need every one of those puzzle pieces to show up mm -hmm. so that we get the full picture that's mm -hmm. needed in this world and that full picture of god through mm -hmm. us that is that is the 
that is the heart that I can resonate with when I reflect on Ephesians 4, as it talks about, you know, like all the different, all the different body parts, the joints working together and joining all these things together so that we can all grow to the full stature of Christ as the bride of Christ. And if we, and if the individuals are not giving uh, 30, 60, 100 folds uh, of, if the individual, if, if us as individuals are not aligned to, to his design, that process will continue to be delayed in a sense. And that's, uh, and that's, that's, that's a really good thing. Like when I was in South Africa, like my mentor was challenging me, like, are you, will you be satisfied with maybe tenfolds of fruitfulness? You know, you, you do a couple of, uh, you, you do a couple of things, you know, maybe join a couple of ministries and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there can be some fruits out of that, you know, but there is the possibility, there be the potential of a hundredfold of fruitfulness, you know, and, and that really stuck with me, you know, and, and, and since then, it has really been my prayer of like really uh, asking God to, to help me be, be, be faithful and, you know, and, and, and the, also just coming back to the importance of uh, knowing where, where you need to be in order for you to bear gun for that hundred folds of fruitfulness, you know. And another thing that I wanted to mention as well is um, initially I, when I when I've had that experience of like uh, facing my reality of not having that foundation and everything, right? Um, I needed more encouragements from that place. You know, it's, it's good that you're seeking your foundation, that you are truly asking and questioning whether you are on the solid foundation to ask, okay, um, loving God with all your heart, mind, and soul, right? And, uh, and seeing the Holy Spirit work that in your life and really uh, seeking that first, uh, above all things, seeking his kingdom first above all things. And then I was also encouraged by other people saying like, okay, but you need to move. Uh, a ship can only turn its direction when it starts to move, you know, um, and step ahead and step out and not be afraid uh, of God using process to adjust you into the right course, you know, because I mean, there was a point when I'll be so afraid to, to do anything. You know, because I was so fearful of, of myself and, and having that foundation, right? But uh, I think what I've discovered, what I've learned, you know, was that you really need to see God uh, in the journey of that and you, and you need to trust him, take faith, trust him in that and to, and to let him work um, mm. as we step forward. I mean, that, I think that's sort of a pattern of testimony that we hear from many people, like ministers, missionaries, you know, us being distracted into different things, maybe ministries, maybe missions, you know, or, or anything else, right. Being, being sort of distracted into that. And then God just like tugging us and calling us back onto that first love. And I think that's just the, the journey. And that's that in itself is something that we should really embrace and excitedly take it as life in full. You know? Yeah. And I think one of the things that, you know, as we talk here, what you're saying, what we're saying is, you know, God introduces himself to us as a father. And when mm. I think of my father, when I think of my dad, I've gone through seasons with my dad. I have an incredible dad. Susie has an incredible yep. dad. We're blessed. When I was younger, he would say things like, don't cross the street, don't go over there. Um, but over the years, I've watched him cross the street. I've watched him go over there, and I grew up. Um, and, and you know what? Today, I go places and I don't ask my dad first. My dad lives thousands of miles away. I call him regularly. I talk to him, 
but something's changed. And I think in our relationship with God, as we mature, something's got to change. If we're still asking him for everything, then we have learned nothing about him. But I spent years studying my father and I know what he loves and what he doesn't love. I want my life to honor my dad and I live that way. And he doesn't have to always be telling me what to do next because I know my dad. It's the same thing with the father. If we know our father, we need to grow up. We need to stop being babies of God and be children, heirs of him. But we know what he wants. We know the passion he's given us. We know the calling that's on our heart. And we get up and we go do it. And his role changes from, you know, when we're immature, it's like, Dan, don't do this. And here's the list of all the things we don't do to he sits there and says, I am worshiped by watching you live. Mm -hmm. And we don't have that concept that we, we believe today. God, right? Yeah. Worship is somehow this thing that we do to, you know, it's, it's time to worship. That's ridiculous. We live and God is watching not to hit us, not to correct us all the time, but it's, it's like, did you see that? My son just did. did you, hey, come here. Look at this. That's what worship is, is when we live fully alive, God is like, that's my image. They are being a light in this world. We have to get away from this. I'm afraid I'm going to do something wrong. Get to know your father and live within the principles that this is on his heart. You know, the Bible isn't a guidebook. It's a story of God and man. And their love and, story. And their love story. Yeah. And I want to be a part of that. So I think sometimes we, we way overthink this. He's a father. I'm a son. She's a daughter. I want to get to know my father so I can live in such a way that honors him. And mm -hmm. not be afraid to live. Because he did not create me just to do something. The day I was born, my dad didn't say, get out and take the trash out. No. <laughs> He, he he wanted me to live. And I think we've got to get this through our mind that God's desire for you is that you live. And your life will have ripple effects. Mm -hmm. And that's part of... Passion Alley is just one of the things that we, we talk about because we want to see people have life. Matter of fact, we're coming to Korea for three weeks in July. And one of the things that we're doing there is we're talking to people around the country about this whole thing of what does it mean to live life to the full uh, because that is the message i think that jesus came for that reason and for some reason we're not talking about it and it all goes together it's like a beautiful knot that somehow we've forgotten to to tie for ourselves yeah. that's so cool you guys are coming to korea in july yeah i need to i need to come and say hi to you <laughs> yeah i'd love to do that OM awesome. is right now pulling together the scheduled tour, so contact OM contact and find OM out and the details if we're right. coming in your direction. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. I think we have covered pretty much everything. I mean, I, I didn't really ask the questions as exactly as I planned it, but you know, as we spontaneously went on, it just pretty much covered everything that I wanted to discuss and talk about. There is, I mean, I would really love to have another opportunity to talk with you guys again about about a different topic, a slightly different topic about the Enneagram, as I have uh, mentioned to you guys, because that is also something that I, <laughs> I kind of, I read the book on it and 
it was just so intriguing. Like, where did this stuff come from? You know? And yeah. now uh, it's, Enneagram is a little blowing up in a sense. I mean, it's, it's starting to ride the trend and everything. Um, but yeah, I will leave that conversation to a different, a different time. But yeah. uh, I would love to discuss about that as well. Um, including like the theological controversy around it, you know, within the body of Christ and everything. And uh, I would love to shed light on that and hear your opinion and thoughts on that as well. So that's one of our courses as well. I'd love um, just for your listening audience and maybe for you as well, just to, um, if you want any of these courses that we're training and really the whole purpose is to help people mm. know themselves and to be able to live fully alive uh, courses.doozy.com is the website and the course in particular we've been talking about today is passionality plus life launch and I sent you the link if you want mm. to put that um, in any of the write-up or on the screen or whatever I'll I do sent that. You that on whatsapp just if anybody wants to join we would love to have you join right now we're doing live group coaching with it for the next six weeks but it also is a course that people can take anytime if they want to discover um, their passionality statement, like we've been talking about, and how to launch this into their life. And the other part of that is, is I guess we'll announce it here. Very soon, Susie and I are starting our own podcast, and it's called Just Live. Because these are the things that over and over again, life, we have to understand life, life. what does it mean to just live. So that's also something coming very soon. Awesome stuff. That's great. Um, yeah. I don't know if we have a, a couple of more minutes, but uh, if you do, I, I would I would like to uh, hear a couple of stories, like short stories of the, some of the fruits that you have seen from your ministries, some encouraging stories of people who have been uh, impacted by uh, the course well, we'll, in the ministry. We'll start with you. You learned your passionality statement and you even remember it all these years later. Mm. I think that's a piece of it. Um, we'll start with your story. So front and center you several years ago several years ago we were on the dulos and we came into cebu and it's in the philippines and uh, we went out together to do this outreach in the city center and they asked us to do uh, a, a magic show on the on the streets uh with the theme of freedom and we did the whole thing on freedom and at the end i did this straight jacket routine where i escaped and said if anyone wants to know how to live free please come up and there was this, how old was Joy? 12. 12-year-old girl that came up, and she had tears. She, had, she You could tell that she was a street child. Uh, she had dirt on her face, and her tears were like, like cleaning her face as she was crying. And she said to us, she said, I want to be free. And at first, I began to think, well, what does a 12-year-old need to be free from? And as she began to talk, we realized that she was caught in the, uh, as a sex uh, slave. She was sex trafficked, mm -hmm. and uh, and we just gathered around her and began to hear her story. How um, this is not the life she wanted. She couldn't get free, and just as we did that. There was a lady from another mission that came up, and we helped work out a way for her to get adopted by this lady. And and that day she became a follower of Jesus. She got adopted into a new home, and wow. about two years ago we were in the Philippines, and uh, we just heard that that Joy graduated uh, with her master's from the university, and she's wow. helping street children today as a follower of God. Just an incredible story of God loves us all. And sometimes it's just being in the right place at the right time, and you see things 
Um, you just show up and you watch what God's going to do in you and through you. And so that's a that's just one of thousands of stories where we've seen God um, <laughs> just do things beyond our imagination. I think another story that comes to mind that just is fruit that we didn't even know was fruit until many, many years later. We have done um, a Congress called Teen Street. That's what's going to bring us to Korea shortly. In Europe, we did it for 16 years straight and then internationally for many, many years in different locations. But the one in Europe, we always try to motivate and equip Christian teenagers to know Jesus and to reflect him in the, the world. That was the main um, reason for the conference. So for the whole week, we would be training and workshops and small groups about this. and and one year as was true for many years we would invite people who really wanted to live for jesus and reflect him in their world to stand and declare and make that commitment that they would do that well there was a girl from france who earlier had become a refugee so she wasn't actually from um, france she was from asia somewhere but landed in france got to this conference and was a young teenager she gave her life to jesus that week and dedicated her life to live fully alive and reflect Jesus in in um, her world. And then she went back home, she went through school, she became a medical doctor, and we met her years and years later in Malaysia, again on the Asian side of the world. She was on a mission trip, and she happened to come to one of our training conferences there in Malaysia. And she oh. said, you probably don't know me, but, and she told us her story. And we love to hear stories like that. Um, the story where she we- She said, you led me to Jesus. You helped me on my mission call. And since that day, I've been working for this day when I'm moving into a country uh, full-time as a doctor because you challenged us. And it was like, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes we know about it and we get to be a part of the process. Both Dan and I love mentoring young young people and helping them know Jesus, their identity. And we get to have a long, long journey with them. Sometimes we just have these one-off opportunities where we get to be wherever God has us be at that moment. And we're just faithful to be and to show up how God wanted us to be. My mentor used to always say, preach, pray, sing, or die at a moment's notice. And I think we always have to be ready. You don't go do ministry. You live your life, mm. and God uses that to minister to other people. Currently, we just moved into a new house here a couple of months ago, and the neighbor right next door doesn't know Jesus yet. So I get to be salt and light. She was sitting in, my, in our living room this morning. We were sharing life and talking about life and just loving her. When I first met her, she couldn't even look at me in the eyes. She was mm. so in a deep, dark, depressed space, really insecure. Mm -hmm. And today she came into the house. We sat looking eye to eye. We laughed. We had joy. And I think that's just a picture of what love can do in the life of people. We just show up, be yourself, do life day by day by day. You know, and my goal is not that she becomes a Christian. I'm going to love her no matter what choice she makes. And she is making other statements now. When we first met her, it was like those Christians. And now she's like, I'm so glad I have you as my neighbor, you know? 
And we get to have that kind of transformational influence in the lives of people when we show up. And she's a work in progress. And my goal, of course, is to love her like Jesus loves her, whether or not she says yes to Jesus. She's on that she's on that path of us getting to love her. Yeah. And as you know, Jay, I, I'm a magician. I like doing magic. We use it all the time. It's part of my life. And I don't know if your, your listeners will be able to see or understand what I'm doing. But in here, this is a box. It's a black box. It's a small black box, but there's something in it. So what's in the box? What's in the box? And, and when we're talking about passion, we're talking about life, we have to ask this question. If this is us, what's in us? What's in? What's hidden in the black box? And if I take the top off, you're going to see there is a red box. There's a red box in the black box. And this what? is our passion. This is what God's put in us. This is everything that's there. But too often we hide it in the black box, in who we are. We just live our life, but we don't let the, the inside show up. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to close the black box just like I had before. And I'm going to take the black box and I'm going to stick it in the red box and close it. So now the black box is inside the red box, which is impossible. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah. now you see what's inside. Oh, now wait, wait a second. Done. <laughs> yeah. Wait now you second. see what God has done. I think too often we live our life just being the black box and no one knows what's inside. And we have to realize we need to let the inside, what God has done, become the outside. So people will look and go, I don't know what they've got but I want to know more. And I think that's everything we do right now with life is helping people bring the red box to be the main box and they live within that. So it doesn't mean you get rid of the inside self. Mm -hmm. It just means you live brighter. And and that's what we do. We help people live brighter. Ta-da! I don't know what I'm mind blown more by the message or the magic. <laughs> I didn't. That is so good. Yes. Thank you so they, much, Dan, for giving me. They can both happen. They can yeah. both happen at the same time. Oh, that yeah. Adding adding another message on top yes, of that. Yes, yes. Yeah, man. Thank you, Dan, so much for demonstrating that. I mean, I I didn't I didn't I, I didn't click what was going on, but I just realized <laughs> it. <laughs> man, oh, you guys are so awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you so much for, for this interview and so much for the encouraging words and the messages. And um, yeah, I uh, we, we can try to see if we can arrange it another time for another talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think this is good. I think this is good. Uh, so I think we can. Um, I didn't really think of a proper closure. Can I finish <laughs> it for you then? Sure, sure. Let Please finish, finish it for, for you. Yeah. Today, how are you going to think beauty through understanding. I I have felt a sense of beauty and aestheticism already by in this conversation today. So this is what I will be pondering on today. And this is what I will be because I have I've heard much more of your of your perspective as well and, and uh, just have answered a lot of my questions that I've had. So I will be I will integrate that understanding and paint the bigger picture. Well, let us end then with a blessing. May you live fully alive. As you love your life, your world, 
and your God. My name's Dan. My name is Susie. Together, Together we we're are doozy. Live fully. And love fully. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share life and passion with you. God Thank bless. you so much. Thank you so much. Wow, okay. Bye. That's a wrap. Ha <laughs> ha